Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and PT pearls to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Thanks for joining us again. Today, we are actually going to talk about how this whole mobility thing plays a role on a day-to-day basis, because I think for the most part, it's like, when do I even put this in? How much time do I need to spend? And what does it look like on a day-to-day basis? You know? Totally. And I think that a lot of people think of like, okay, I woke up, I did my mobility, now I'm done. Now I can go to work and it's over with. But that's not really the case. Our body adapts to what we do consistently throughout the day. So how do we do it all day long? Right. And as you know, in 2017, I did create a program to help with this (laughs) called The Mobility Method. And just right off the bat, I just want to say that for listening, for being a part of this community in the Optimal Body Podcast, we do wanna offer you a discount code. So you can use code MOBILE. Keep that for you, just, you know, this is your gift. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you get 15% off the entire program and realize that this is a one-time price for lifetime access for you to be able to continuously, it's not meant to like, here's my six week plan and I'm going to be done. No, Mm -hmm. it's meant to come back to over and over and over again. And we're going to talk about why that is. As a physical therapist, and especially in a world right now where it's a little bit tougher to get with someone in person, this program is something that I admire so much because it really does bring that process that a PT might go through with you over like six weeks and it brings it right into your own home and it allows you to do that on your own to realize what movements are tough what movements or exercises will help you progress in those tough movements and really notice that difference in your body and really like you said yes a physical therapist is going to go through this self-assessment with you but we're not giving you you know 50 60 70 exercises (laughs) Mm -mm. you know we're giving you like four And that is essentially what the mobility method is made for as well. Yes, you have a 23 movement self-assessment screen, but you're only supposed to pick a few at first to start to work through. And then you have a ton to refer back to to continue your journey. So let's start there. Like the, the whole point is, you know, the number one question is, what do I do for my mobility? And what do I do for my back pain? What do I do for my hip pain? What do I do for this pain? pain that I'm having and just give me a mobility plan that works for that. And really you're hitting exactly the nail on the head with where we start is to self-assess. Don't guess. A lot of people think like, oh, I have neck pain. I must need to do things to my neck. Mm. False. Sometimes, yeah, we have some things to do at our neck, but there are so many other areas that come into play, like our upper back, our shoulders, the things that are most immediately attached to that area are also places we get to look at. So like you said, we go through a few things right away, choose the problem area. Yeah, wherever your pain is, but the couple areas around it, like the shoulder, if it's say we're talking about the neck, Upper back, shoulders should also be areas of interest as far as where you start to assess. Exactly. And the assessment will walk you through everything. Like there's people who go through it and they're like shocked. You know, they never knew that they were restricted in this other area that could be leading to back pain or they never Mm. knew that their hip didn't move in this certain direction. You know, and it's it's amazing what is possible when you open up your eyes to where you've been neglecting that you didn't 
even know. And funny enough, like I love that you mentioned the neck because when I first launched the mobility method, I had no neck module in there at all. Because for me, like, yes, we want to do strengthening stability. Yes, of course, we want mobility within the neck. But it is so popular to be like, my neck hurts. Let me do these neck stretches. And that's not necessarily what you need. It could be, but it might just be a temporary solution for not a lifelong, you know, a problem or access into the body that can actually help. So assessment, assess, assess, assess. Totally. And Again, other things that we say all the time, there's not one program that's going to fit everyone. So a lot of people will get into this thing and be like, oh, I just need you to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we are, we are, she is telling you what to do to assess, go through this process, give yourself some grace to understand I've lived my entire life to get my body to this point. Now let's take at least six weeks. Let's you know give ourselves six weeks to go through this process and educate ourselves on oh, this is where my body's at. And this is what I need to do to start creating that consistent change in my system. So don't think that there's one program or one six week, whatever, one 30 day, whatever out there that's going to solve all your problems. If there is a 30 day program that makes you feel amazing, great. Keep doing that for another year. And then we might get consistent change. So you'll get a new set point in your body. Exactly. And there's not just like, one perfect thing, you know, like your low back pain could be caused from a different reason or from a different restriction or from a different stability issue. You know, it's not, again, when we're talking about mobility, we have to also realize it's not just passive stretching, not flexibility. It's not flexibility. Uh, there might be a component of that to help relax the system before Mm -hmm. we start to actively move into it, but it encompasses a lot more. And I think understanding that is really like the baseline of what mobility comes down to and what you need in your body. And there's just no one size fits all. I give like kind of protocols, like recommended kind of generalized things in the mobility method. But I, I, I stress like above all, like use this as a general guideline if you absolutely need to, but please go back and self-assess because this, yeah. these exercises might not be what you need for your back pain, your knee pain, your, your ankle, your foot pain, whatever it may be. Cause even within those protocols, you say, oh, Hey, these two, I notice amazing differences in my body when I do these two, but like these two don't seem to do a whole lot for me. Great. Yeah. Hang on to the two that you find really impact the way you feel and then keep digging and keep finding more to throw into that bag of tricks, right? So now we've self, self-assessed. What's next? How do we know how to use those tools throughout the day? Exactly. And that's where it gets really overwhelming. First of all, going hearing a 23 movement self-assessment is overwhelming. It can't be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like Dom said initially, know where your kind of problem areas, if it's your neck, just start at the the self-assessment that's higher. You know, you don't need to worry about the lower stuff because you might find stuff like in the ankle and the toes and in the hips. But if that's not your immediate need around that area, Mm -hmm. start higher, you know, look at exactly what Dom said in the beginning. Um, And then from there, just choose one restriction. What's your biggest restriction? You know, maybe not the place that you're having pain, But the place that's really, you're like, wow, this doesn't really move at all very well. Mm -hmm. And then there's recommended exercises. And I, and I recommend explore those. And out of those like four or five that I recommend, pick two. Start with two. Totally. And like, how do you know when to add them into your day or when to do it and all of that too? 
Yeah. So let's say you're having low back pain and you find the hip is super restricted. Great. And so we have those two exercises. Something that I always recommend to start with that minimal goal possible that is like, okay, with these two exercises, I'm going to spend two minutes on each. I'm going to spend a minute on each, on each side, four minutes, right? Where can I fit that four minute pocket in consistently again? And when we talk about consistency, it's like, okay, I did them in the morning. Great. But then I go sit at my desk for eight hours. That's tough. And doing them in the morning is great. And if you get consistent and doing it every morning, that's what I call setting the state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's part of my saying that I go set the state and then clear the slate. And that's where I find my two easiest times to put things in daily is morning and night. If you can't get up four minutes earlier than you're normally going to get up and do those two mobility exercises, it's going to be tough to find a different time throughout your stressful day to put it. So my first two times are morning and night at some point throughout that routine, whether you're getting ready for work, whether you're getting up and then going to go to get the kids or whether your kid woke you up and you get them breakfast and then you sit down on the you know living room floor and do it for four minutes, find that time morning and night to do them. Exactly. And really like within the mobility method, it's not about a flow. It's about specificity within your body. And I think that's important to note because it doesn't have to be this hour long, even 10 minute long routine. It's one movement. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, that movement is incorporates both this kind of stretch plus this movement pattern, right? That makes it a little bit more functional, but using just that, it doesn't have to be this complicated flow to actually be effective. The effective thing is that you're, you're putting it into your life and you're making it a consistent habit. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing too, is when you are realizing yourself, what is most restricted, what is not moving well within your body, that becomes a powerful why and to start to implement because I can tell you what to do or another physical therapist can tell you what to do, but unless you see what's so important, why would you implement it? And pain is a huge driver, Mm -hmm. but it's also just, you know, we want to be able to bend down and pick up our kids. We want to be able to run around and play. We want to be able to live this life within our body. And for me, that's a powerful why, but for other people, you know, you have to really search in understanding what your why is so that you understand, okay, this gets to become a habit like brushing my teeth morning and night, right? That's mostly when people are doing it morning and night, brushing their teeth. Another time that people might add in mobility and an easy trick is either before exercise, maybe it's not much down regulation, but it's more of like that movement with mobility exercises. Mm -hmm. And then maybe one or two after exercise. And if you can do four to five minutes front and back end of your workout, easy. Yeah. That's not going to add a whole lot into whatever you might be doing for movement that day. Or if even it's like going for a walk or going to the park with your kids. If you get your kid down on the ground with you and say, Hey, do this with mom or do this with your dad, because this is going to really help me like have a great time at the park with you. Engage your family, grow your circle of people that are going to be helping to hold you accountable to do this throughout your day. So that's where I say, once you find that purpose, once you know what you're doing that mobility for, zoom out on your entire day Mm -hmm. and look at the whole thing. What do I do? Do I work in an office type setting or work at home, you know, for the traditional eight hour shift? Am I with my kids all day long? And where are those little pockets that we can start to throw that four minute routine in? Um, A lot of things that I promote to people who work consistently, 
us being one of them at computers, yeah. um, a couple of people who work at computers a lot throughout the day is it is more productive for you to get up every half an hour to do something like this for four or five minutes. It gets, it gets you out of that crazy thinking brain. It gets you back into your body a little bit, helps you downregulate that stress and helps you keep typing in that code that you touched on in the morning and that you're going to touch on at the end of the day again to promote that consistency so you will be more productive at work if you take four minutes every hour to do these things mm-hmm. exactly and that's so so incredibly important just sprinkling it in and it's a great reminder to like get out of your position change your position because we've talked about this especially in the ergonomics podcast best position is the next position Mm -hmm. and mobility is just something that helps you tune into that. And especially when you know that you have something that is specific to your body, again, acknowledging that you're individual, acknowledging that you're different from the rest. And though your symptoms may present the same, you may need a different, you know, exercise program that works for your body and that works best for you. And it just, it is so important to start to take the time now No matter what age you are, no matter how early or late you're starting this whole introduction into mobility and using your your joints and your muscles through their full range of motion, just start. It's all a part of the journey. And now, I mean, I think we'll dive into a little bit of our own examples of how we try to introduce mobility consistently. And this is something for me as former football athlete in college, uh, power lifter, did a lot of Olympic style lifting. And once I got into PT school and not even really until I met you, did I realize how much I had been ignoring the certain areas in my body that needed mobility and how much I was compensating in other areas in my body because of that. Mm. And when I started going through some of these tests, as far as where I was restricted in mobility, mine was the thoracic spine, the hips, the ankles, <laughs> traditionally places that were supposed to have a good amount of mobility yep. were all the areas that I was quite stiff, less mobile, and I was compensating at my knees, mm. my low back, mm. and my neck. <laughs> Weird. For all Isn't of these. Isn't that so common? Right. All of the common areas people have a lot of pain were the areas that I struggled with. So again, once we were more so working at home, at computers, in this hips flexed, hunched forward position at computers, how do I start to sprinkle that in more? Um, I think some of my favorite things to do when I wake up in the morning, I have a decent morning routine stack that I go through and I'm not doing it right now actually, but to add in my ankle mobility and my upper back mobility, even as I'm making coffee. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I will hit the button on the coffee and I have a few things I do at the counter where I bend over the counter and do some upper back stuff that helps me really extend through my upper back. I do some rotation stuff that just gets my body rotating to say, okay, brain, (laughs) we got to be more aware of this throughout the day. Kind of like we talked about, I'm a big fan of every half an hour or so getting up from the computer, making sure I get my back against the wall, work on opening up my chest, different things like that. So I'm a big believer of the 30 for 30 or 30 seconds every 30 minutes of moving my body in the opposite position that I might be sitting or working or doing whatever in. Mm-hmm. And and he's really good about it. 
I mean, you are, when you're on it, especially you are on mm. it. Like I remember mm-hmm. when you were doing your ankle mobility every single morning. And that was just like, even if you were up in a tree, you were doing your ankle mobility. One of my favorite places to do it is up in a tree. <laughs> Which is great. But I mean, and just a testament to that is in college, I squatted a lot with air quotes, big old air quotes around it because I squatted 600 pounds on my back in college right and it's just wild to think about that when not until just recently in the last months have i been able to squat down and get into a full squat while keeping my core nice and stable while getting nice and extended through my upper back keeping my hips in a nice wide open position and not sacrificing through my knees at all and now i can get down and sit in a full squat and it feels freaking amazing and i have not done that by doing any loaded squats at all i was gonna ask and how much weight have you been using for squats yeah, my body weight about 200 pounds <laughs> so crazy i know and it's just so cool to me to see that progression over the course of the past two years or so just by promoting consistency in little bite-sized bits Exactly. And no weight, no equipment, just your own body. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see and witness too. And that's been my biggest hip mobility thing is just being Mm -hmm. conscious when I do squats because Mm -hmm. I can really feel how much I'm challenging my adductors or the inside of my thighs to work and open up more. And I'm really engaging and finding stability in the outsides or the posterior Mm -hmm. of my of my hips by using and actually activating my glutes through the whole range of the squat. Yeah. And we, you know, we talk about those specific things a little bit more in different podcasts, but it's been really big for me to start teaching my brain a little bit differently because I pounded a message into my movement throughout college and throughout how I move during football. And I like just to give people an idea of how, how often you're doing it now. Do you want to say how many squats you're doing well and this is again the consistency thing where i started doing sets of 30 push-ups and 30 squats every day my goal was to do it morning and night and now i'm doing sets of 50 push-ups and squats about six to seven sets a day so up to 300 to 350 push-ups and squats and that's like my primary form of exercise now and my primary form of mobility because of what it does for my ankles hips and upper back since i know i'm doing it with a little more consciousness doing it with a better foundation in my core stability. Um, and yeah, it feels amazing. And all I'm doing is push-ups and squats. <laughs> and you're like the most ripped you've ever been to. It's crazy. I mean, granted, we were in Minnesota. And so you were doing a lot of work on the garage and lifting of other pieces of wood and, and yeah. all of that. Um, and we were obviously being mindful of what we put on our bodies. However, it just goes to prove again that you don't need some complicated thing to create results. And that's what some people go into the mobility method in the past. They've, I've gotten comments of like, I already know all of this. I'm like, mm, do you? Mm-hmm. I'm, and and, and it, you could, you could be very familiar with a lot of these exercises. I talk you through the intention and the education behind it all, mm. because it's an understanding that's deeper than just do this. Yeah. Or this is what it looks like. But why? And that's why you started with the why. And that's why you started like you need to know what your purpose is in doing this. Otherwise, you are going to look at it and say, that's so simple. That's just a stupid yep. little mobility exercise. That's just I'm a squat hold. Totally. Why would I do that? Yeah. It's I'm going to go the exercises. do my burpees. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
and then we have the hip clicking and then we have the pain in the low back and we wonder why oh well because you didn't work on the foundational stuff (laughs) exactly and just knowing that you have a toolbox to be able to continuously go back to and pick and choose and see what your body can need and and move through is so huge and for me uh, I've had my external rotation of my hips has always been a contentious spot for me. Mm -hmm. Rotation in my hips in general, I worked a lot on internal rotation. It's improved immensely and actually gotten rid of a lot of my hip flexor issues. (gasps) Weird. Crazy. (laughs) I had a lot of hip flexor issues as a gymnast. And so just starting to learn about the rotation in the hips and the mobility and the control that I actually need rather than just forcing them into these extreme ranges crazy what can happen when you actually start to work on that. And so I really implemented hip mobility. And something that I love to do is I do change positions when I'm working at a computer. And so sometimes I will literally sit almost not cross-legged, but a little bit further out, almost like I'm in a 90-90, but both legs are in external rotation and I'll lean forward at the hips and work at my computer. And I feel a huge like that's more of like a passive stretch, but I feel that. And then I'll do some active positioning uh, with my hips and kind of move my body. So I like to do that when I'm sitting and working. Also, an easy way for me is if I'm bending down and doing something on the floor, I'll do it in a squat because it works my ankle mobility. My right side is a little bit tighter than my left. And so that obviously if I have one ankle that's a little bit more mobile than the other, it can cause some rotation and some issues as I'm squatting or moving. And so working on that and just holding again at the bottom of the squat and then activating my feet. So there's always like for me, I love to do the passive so I kind of relax into that that mobility and then start to do these active movements that really incorporate and help it to move along. And those are just easy ways for me to be sitting in front of my mirror if I'm picking out what makeup I'm using or or in front of the dresser and picking out what clothes and I'm in a deep holding squat, you know, or I'm folding laundry or I'm working at the computer and I'm folding over into my external rotation in my hips. Like it's just, it becomes such an easier way. And then, like you said, if we're working one, I don't do it as often as you do. And I should, that's something that I get to implement a little bit more of the 30 rule, (laughs) but getting out a little bit more because anytime I come to the wall and I do a wall pack stretch when I'm working, it is the most glorious thing in the world. Like butter. And the same as you said, you want to work more on getting up consistently. I want to work more on working in different positions because that's mm-hmm. what I noticed you doing a lot of where I'll look over and you'll be sitting on a meditation pillow. Yeah, with your feet on the ground like you're in a squat, but your butt's resting on the pillow, but still like you're working that external rotation in like a functional deep squat position. Mm-hmm. You're laying on your belly with one of your legs up on the couch and one of your legs like forward almost in a runner's type lunge. Yeah. And again, we still might work for eight hours, but you're spending a couple hours in each of these different positions. Like you said, crisscross applesauce with your legs a little bit extended out, leaning forward to get that external rotation too. So same in your days at home, people listening, finding those places that you can be in a slightly different position. If you're on the floor working or playing with your kid, how can you, yeah, be sitting on your bottom at one point, but then laying on your stomach at another point, laying on your back. Tummy time isn't just for babies. Nope. It's for adults too. Totally. We forget about tummy time after we're about like two years old. And mm-hmm. that is a darn shame. It really is. <laughs> like, of course you're starting to lose your, your mobility through your spine. We're sitting and we're flexed forward all day long. Like, 
get your body in a different position. Yeah. So I think main message is now it's your turn. Now it's your turn to go out, do that self-assessment, figure out where your restrictions are, and then zoom out on your day and find the ways to start incorporating it. Yes, exactly. Mobility is really laying that foundation and it helps you to be able to achieve so much more in your life that you want to. So come join us, The Mobility Method. It's been such an honor to have that as the first release of my programs that I ever did and something that people just gravitated toward, whether they were bodybuilders or yogis or teachers of the body educators. It meant so much to me to have other PTs and chiros coming in and, and doing it as well. And it's been an amazing gift to be able to provide. So use code mobile, M-O-B-I-L-E at checkout and you get 15% off. Thank you again for joining us on yet another PT Pearl. We just appreciate you so much. And of course, if you need more visuals for each PT Pearl, they are over at Doc Gen Fit on YouTube. There is a whole section for the PT Pearls from the Optimal Body Podcast that you can use to really see what we're talking about. And don't forget, if you really like this, if you're learning from it, share it out, share it with your community, tell us what you're learning, rate and subscribe to the episode because there's going to be so many more goodies and PT pearls along the way. And if you're ready to dive in even deeper, don't forget we have an optimal body membership with an incredible community of movers learning with us and moving in their body. Until next time, thank you again.